understanding the progression of relapses and maybe even leaning into the good reasons of understanding the things that can be indicators or maybe some of those actions or tendencies that we can fall into that that may be red flags that are on the way to the catastrophe or what we say in recovery language, a relapse. Today, we're going to unpack that progression. Welcome to Hope and Recovery, a Fellowship Celebrate Recovery podcast. This is a podcast that focuses on life change stories and recovery topics that help us to maybe walk in healing and freedom in our, our mental, our emotional, our, our spiritual, and even our relational uh, relationships, our, our recovery, this life that we call recovery, all based on the Beatitudes where Jesus helps us to face our hurts, habits, and hangups through the eight principles based on those Beatitudes so that we can walk in freedom and lasting life as Jesus uh, has the power to give us in our life when we turn our life and our will over to his care and control. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. I struggle with drugs and alcohol and perfectionism. My name is Rodney. I'm the ministry leader and one of the pastors here at Fellowship with Celebrate Recovery here in Rogers. Hey, welcome back. Uh, Hopefully you're enjoying this. And if you like what you're hearing, as always, please share and give us a rating so that we can get uh, more impact and and expand that footprint. But I got a brother with me. You know him well, Andy uh, from uh, Fayetteville, ministry leader, Celebrate Recovery. Uh, Andy, welcome. Glad to have you with us. Man. Yeah, thanks for having me back. Hey, y'all. <clears throat> I am a grateful believer in Jesus. Struggle with anxiety, depression, sexual addiction, and grief. My name is Andy. Hey, Andy. Hey. So uh, you and I, I mean, we've talked about relapse in different contexts before and even on previous podcasts and, and understanding that. But we want to take a little bit different angle today, um, kind of understanding in, in in the book, The Life Sealing Choices. By the way, if you've never read uh, Life Sealing Choices, great book. Um, I think it, Pastor John Baker said that he wrote this book for people that may not walk through the doors of celebrate recovery and uh, but I think it's good for people that are in recovery uh, because it helps give a simple language on what we do here but but one of the ways that it's uh, uh, phrased in that that lesson it's in that maintaining momentum uh, chapter in, in choice seven um, is that predictable pattern of relapse yeah. and just understanding <clears throat> And even the language predictable, that when these things pop up, it's a predictable pattern that is an indicator. It's not a matter of if, but when, if we stay on that course of action. So thoughts that come to mind when we're talking yeah. about that predictable <laughs> pattern of relapse. <laughs> well, I, I think one of the things that comes to mind for me, and I've probably told this on the podcast before, but I remember processing with my sponsor, Tim, once about a uh, a relapse that I had had early in my recovery. And, uh, it was kind of in that season where I was still trying to get traction. I hadn't found, I hadn't had a, like a long stretch of sobriety yet. And I had relapsed and I was kind of confessing it. Like we were talking about the weather and he's like, well, Hey man, what, what happened? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I just wanted to act out. And he's like, come on, man. Like, uh, <laughs> there's something there. And I know there's uh, been times when I've been talking to guys and it's this, uh, we're, we're surprised when a relapse happens. Hmm. 
And, uh, of course it's something that we don't want to happen in there, but it's, it's, it feels like it jumps up and and bites us. But even in that language, predictable pattern of relapse, uh, you know, I've started getting into, I, I grew up, uh, in a kind of, kind of a redneck family a little bit, uh, (laughs) that, you know, we grew up hunting and shooting all the time. And, uh, you know, recently I've, I've started, uh, shooting pistols a little bit more and, uh, I'm realizing that it's so much different than, you know, shooting 22s with my dad and stuff and Mm. blinking around, uh, and noticing that, uh, I'm not as good of a shot as I thought I was. Mm. And realizing that there's, there's, uh, groupings that I'm having that are a little bit off of the center. And I was talking to a friend of mine, that's a law enforcement officer. And he was showing me, uh, a diagram of, it was a target and he said it had, was divided into little quadrants and it said, if your shots are lining in this part of the pie chart, mm. uh, then this is actually what's causing that. Mm. And if it's over here, then you're, you're, you're jerking the gun down a little bit whenever you're shooting, or if you're shooting over on this side of it, you're pulling it this way on there and, mm. and descriptions on how to re readjust and it was kind of a cool thing to see of like oh i'm looking at it going what the heck's going what the heck's wrong with this like Mm. maybe but realizing oh there's there's a reason behind this and i know we were talking about that a while ago and just it's the same way within our within my recovery if i am seeing the fruit of something happening Mm. there's been some stuff going on under the surface and probably it's been going on longer than I realize. Yeah. So it's, I, I love that imagery when you first brought it up and that's a very good simplistic view, but so the target, and it might be good to kind of, um, get clear and make sure we have the right definition of what is the target. Yeah. Right. right? What is the target for us in life as believers? Because I think one of the things that we can fall uh, we can fall into temptation and believing is that perfection is the target. We're not talking yeah. about perfection, right? So, so Andy, give me some some real practical, simple language on what would be the target for me. I'm in recovery. I want to stay away from the addictions, but what is the target for me? What does that look practically? Kind of bantering with you in that. Yeah, you know, one of the things that I think of is. Uh, less of behavior and more of what are those things that lead to the behavior. So like for me, one of the quote unquote targets for my recovery is making sure that I don't hide. Uh, and so that just simple aspect of when I'm struggling, am I talking to somebody about it? Hmm. And am I doing that on the front side of a relapse as compared to the back side of a relapse? Hmm. Uh, and so I think that's, that's one aspect of it is, Am I, am I using the tools that I have learned along the way? Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that it, it talks about in that, that, that choice seven, which is just a different language for principle seven, where we're reserving a daily time with God for self-examination, Bible reading and prayer. So in order to know God's will for our life, um, one of the things it talks about is that we revert back to our own willpower. Yeah. Is is I'm trying to manage things and so 
probably good to get organized in our own personal, those that are listening right now trying to make sense of this, is what does that look like in your life when you're reverting back to your own willpower? Yeah. Because that might be the greatest indicator that uh, I'm missing the target, as you were talking, yeah. you know, oh, to I keep hitting to the left or up and to the right. And that, you know, what is what are the things that may be indicators or action tendencies, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, for me, like, I want to I want to stay in a healthy place where I'm acknowledging when I'm hurting, that I'm not slipping back into those old thought patterns in there and that I'm staying connected to the people that are around me. And so I think the the primary target for all of it is deeper ever deepening relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's the center of the target is am I staying connected to Jesus? Yeah. And the way that I stay connected to Jesus is a lot of what principle 7 talks about reserving a daily time for you know Bible reading, prayer, uh, and in using the tools that are around me in that and yeah. bringing people into that. Yeah. So connect, staying connected to the vine, so to speak, knowing that every ounce of fruit will give us that comes from us first comes to us. Yep. And, uh, yeah, so that's why that reserving a daily time is so important. So one of those things that we talk about, Andy, that can kind of be indicators or that predictable pattern that we're talking about is complacency. Yeah. It's it's almost like when I when I think of complacency, it's it's almost like I'm living on yesterday's bread, right? Yep. It's like I had a good day yesterday. Instead of leaning in, what, what were the things and aspects of my day that made that a good day? Um, I kind of get complacent, and I think you know we'll see how this kind of um, moves through the, the cycle. But I think another word you can put with complacency is comfort, comfort. Yeah. We get comfortable. Things are going all right. And I don't know why it is this way, but in, if I'm not feeling any pain, then I just get comfortable and complacent. What's that look like practically? Yeah. Well, it's, it's those, uh, it's for me, it, it it's almost like a, lack of intentionality Hmm. within my recovery. Uh, I start checking out and I start living on autopilot a little bit. Yeah. And I can, uh, I can slip into an arrogant confidence Hmm. of, ah, I've been doing this for a while. I'm fine. Hmm. And that, that, phrase right there. I'm fine or I got this. Those are those famous last words right there. Yeah. Are you really fine? Um, yeah, it doesn't mean we don't have good days. I mean, we have good days. The the point of it is not acting like every day that things are in chaos, Yeah, but it's that, I love that word intentionality. What am I doing today? That's intentional in this you know, just thinking about the scripture of, you know, to be transformed by the renewing. Yeah. We've been renewed and now he is renewing. And so it's a process. We're working out our salvation, yeah. right? In Christian terms that we're working out our salvation as we walk. And so am I being intentional with what I'm feeding my mind, how I'm using my mind, what I'm feeding my heart, how I'm expressing my heart uh, and physically, 
uh, what am I doing with that? What are my actions today in with intentionality? I like that word. Yeah, yeah. And one of the phrases that I, uh, I can't remember exactly where I heard it, but like, uh, am I happening to life or is life happening to me? Hmm. Uh, it's, uh, and I, I think that's been good for me to think through because I think when I am most prone to fall into complacency is when, uh, so there's the comfort aspect. I just get super comfortable Hmm. or I'm really fatigued. If, if I feel really tired and I feel like I've been just grinding it out, there's a there's only so much of that I can take. And so if I'm, if I'm not doing a good job taking care of myself, Hmm. then I am priming myself to fall into complacency. Yeah. And I stop journaling. I stop reading. Maybe I'm just like, ah, I don't, I don't think I need to go to, to a meeting this week. I'm all right. It hasn't been a hard week this week. It'll be okay. I start making really lame excuses. Yeah, which is why, you know, taking care of ourselves physically is so important to our recovery health. Yeah. Because if we get fatigued, you know, and that, and I've shared this with many sponsees that kind of those common traits to someone in a relapse that we'll see is, you know, they're, um, they're either very, very tired. So fatigue that you just mentioned, yeah. uh, busy. Right, they're just too busy to do what with what they were doing, or lack of devotional, which is connected with that that uh, that uh, principle seven, reserving a, a daily time with God. So it makes sense, though, as we move into the, kind of that second pattern, predictable pattern. If we're not connected with the vine, we're not connected with the Father. We're not staying in community. We're not uh, being intentional. It makes sense that that next predictable pattern in that process would be confusion. Yeah. That's where the enemy kind of pulls us away from that community and he creates confusion and chaos in our brain where we we can't tell which way is up anymore. Yeah. Well, and for me, I think one of the biggest indicators that I might be slipping into confusion is I start forgetting just how bad it was Mm. when I got into recovery. Yeah. And so if I find myself starting to fantasize about what it was like to act out Mm. or thinking about, uh, maybe it wasn't that bad. Maybe it wasn't that bad or, you know, that I sure did have a lot of fun. You know, those, those types of thoughts, it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Andy, what's true here, man. Yeah. What is true? And I start drift I start bending the lines of what really is reality. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that on a previous podcast is talking about addiction, you know, a lot of that is can be triggered by pain. Yeah. And the enemy because we're not connected to the vine, we're not connected with the father and the community, uh, when we feel pain, we start buying into that notion that well, maybe I need to go back to my old ways of finding comfort. Yeah. The enemy saying, hey, you're hurting. I can give you a way to feel better. Or we start feeling lonely and he wants to give us that place of a, a, a false identity, but it feels real. It's like, I feel like somebody. Um, or we we find ourselves uh, in, yeah, just this this whole cycle of, 
I'm feeling pretty weak. I've, you know, had a bad day at work today. You know, I want something to make me feel strong again, to feel empowered. Yeah. And, and it's not coming from, from God, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so it, it can be a recipe uh, for a disaster. So I, I want to take uh, go ahead. You went yeah. more. Well, I think one other, one other side of confusion is if I haven't uh, learned how to celebrate in a healthy way, Hmm. Uh, man, you know, I've been doing really well. You I know, deserve. I, I deserve, I'm, I could, I could have a drink with dinner. That'll be all right. Like it's a, I, it wasn't that bad hmm. and I'm, I'm in such a better place now. Yeah. And those, those funky ways of thinking start to creep back into. Yeah. That's, I love, that's a good reminder. Well, talking with Andy, uh, talking about, um, just how these predictable patterns of relapse can creep in and what are some things that we can do. Uh, we'll take a quick break and when we come back, we'll continue that conversation. Stick with us. Hey folks, if you're looking for a safe place, uh, to focus on those hurts, hangups, and habits, or maybe even some of those predictable patterns of relapse that are discussed today on today's podcast. Know that you don't have to face that alone. You're not designed to do that. Come join us on a Friday night at Fayetteville or in Rogers at Fellowship. We meet at 6 for Connection Cafe Meal, and our main meeting starts at 7. Come see us. We'd love to have you. Fellowshipcr.org for more information. Welcome back, uh, Andy. Right before break, we were talking about uh, that confusion, where we, even where we start to justify. It's like, well, maybe <laughs> I deserve this, and you know that when when you were talking, it reminded me of <clears throat> one of the probably biggest indicators. Dallas Willard uh, was sharing a story one time, a true story of a, a female autopilot. She's up doing these drills. She's flying up, she's flying down, and she's doing all these drills, these G turns and such. And and she's up in the in the sky. And there's a point in her drills that she gets a little bit disoriented. Mm. And what she thought was up was actually down. She lost sight. Is that the water? Is that the is that the mountains? Is that the sky? And so in her disoriented, confused, using this language that we're talking about, uh, because she got disoriented, she thought she was pulling up. And so she pulled up hard to go up, not knowing that she was actually upside down. And instead of going up, she went right into the ground and died. Um Tragic story, but a good reminder that sometimes in flight, um, we can get disoriented and the the enemy will try to confuse us, which is why we want to stay connected to Jesus in the body of Christ so that we hear his truth and and healthy principles of of, uh, hitting the target, so to speak, you were talking about, uh, so that in the, the... day in and day out process, we don't get disoriented and pull up hard thinking that we're upright when in fact we're actually upside down. So that pilot, and we can fall into this, we lose our sense of which way is up. We lose that moral compass. We lose the right way to to go through life and which you can always, and we'll talk more about that can end in those tragedies, right? Yeah. Well, and even just thinking like, when I find myself in a disoriented place, 
knowing my heart and just how messed up I am, there's a part of me that always creeps up, especially when I'm in an unhealthy spot Mm. that says, I feel a little disoriented, but I got this. Yeah. I'm all right. I, yeah, I know where I'm at. Let me pull up here. And that's why it's so important for me when I feel disoriented, when I notice that, and that's one of the things about this progression, we can stop it at any point. Right. There's this relapse is always possible, but it's never inevitable. Right. And if I find myself disoriented, the thing that I do hmm. is I don't make a move. I ask somebody for help, hmm. man. Hey, let me radio the tower. Hey, this is a little embarrassing. I know I've been up here for a while and doing yeah. this, but uh, what what direction am I facing right now? Yeah, that's good. I, and, and, and I love that, you know, just because I'm maybe in complacency or comfort or confusion doesn't mean that it's inevitable, but it's a good warning. It's yes. that, that dashboard, right? So yep. I love that question, just even talking to our sponsors and mentors to say, hey, this is what I'm thinking what do you think? Yep. <laughs> is this correct? Because <laughs> I think in that confusion, it does take us into that next pattern. We start to, because we're upside down, we're pulling up. When we think we're upright, we're actually upside down. We start to make compromises. Yep. And man, it's so misleading in it because it feels like, oh, What's the big deal? What what is what does compromise look like? What are some of those things that come to mind that can be compromises that don't feel like it in the moment? Yeah, I think for me, it's those little self-justifying things. Well, this isn't technically pornography. Mm. And I think and so I start trying to get up to the line. Mm. I start going, what's the What's the line and how can I tow it as close as possible? Where's the edge of the neighborhood and how can I stand on the edge of the neighborhood, but still be close to it? Yeah. Yeah. And that's dangerous, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And, and even and it's probably good to state this and we'll talk more about this in the addictions uh, podcast, but it, you know, sometimes it's not looking at something that's pornography ish. Sometimes it may be when I do these other things, it leads to pornography, right? Yeah. So when I watch this kind of a movie, it leads to this. And it may not even be something that's can be labeled as any kind of form of pornography. But I know that if I watch these kind of things, um, and you can fill in the blanks, whatever that is for you, or when I'm hanging out with these kind of people, or when I go to these kind of places, I'm susceptible and vulnerable. So I start making compromises as, you know, just one look, just one sip or whatever that is um, that to the outside voice would be like, what's the big deal? Yeah, you're, you're good. You got this, man. And we slip back into our own power, don't we? Yeah, it's, you know, it. I'm going to go, I'm going to go to the bar and just play pool. <laughs> uh, they've got great BLTs. That's, you know, it, it, it's those, those little things where, uh, that's why I said it's those little self justification things of like, well, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. I can do this. Whereas 
And again, that's how the confusion plays into it and the complacency plays into it. Hmm. When I'm not staying connected, when I'm not doing the things that I need to do, then it's easier for me to forget the truth. Yeah. And it's easier for me to kind of tell myself half truths or not look at the whole truth or just straight up lie to myself. Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me, you know, I can remember a guy just sharing about, um, his struggles with gambling and, and this particular place that he would go to, um, they made amazing cupcakes <laughs> and, and they really did. It was really good, but, but it was kind of the lure to get them in the door. And he was in his mind compromising and justifying, well, I'm just going there for the cupcakes. But the problem was he had to walk through a casino to get to it. <laughs> and so every time he did that, he was putting himself in that playground. And so yeah. it's fascinating and cruel how the enemy kind of tricks us into those compromises. Well, when you just said playground there, that reminds me, you know, one of the things we tell folks when they first come in is thinking about changing your, changing your scenery and changing the people you hang around with. So those playgrounds, playmates and playthings mm-hmm. that we were around and were an active part of our life when we were in our dysfunction. Mm. And one of those things that could be compromising and could be a good question is, am I going back to some of those old playgrounds? Yeah. Am I reconnecting with some of those old playmates? Yeah. Am I picking up some of those old playthings? Yeah. Because it could be something as simple as, man, I'm in such a healthier place now. I wonder how my old girlfriend's doing. Yeah. Let me just message her real quick and just see, you know, what's up? How, how have you been? Super innocent. I'm not doing anything wrong, but... We got to check our hearts. Yeah. yeah. I love that. People, places, and things. I love that language of play. Yeah. Playgrounds and and the toys that that we're looking for. But it makes sense. I mean, when you think about the order, because you got comfortable and complacent, you got a little bit confused because you're not connected to the right source anymore. And as a result, you're making compromises and inevitably... I've not seen anybody that doesn't address that not end up in that place of catastrophe. And that is the, that's a most, the highest predictable pattern of relapse. (laughs) When we're in catastrophe, that's pretty predictable. We're, we're in the relapse. Um, But what a great reminder that the relapse isn't happening in the moment. It happened way back into complacency and, and comfort, right? Yeah. And now we're in this place of catastrophe. And what what comes up for your heart when you're thinking about catastrophe in this predictable pattern oh, of relapse? Man. You know, oftentimes catastrophe is where reality rushes back in. Mm. It's the, dang it. Yep. I'm back in this spot. And... You know, I think about uh, the thing that's coming to mind, and hopefully I articulate this well. If I uh, if I burn down a house and I don't want to do that anymore, and I forget what it was like to be in that fire, if I get really, uh, uh, if I if I start losing a healthy fear of fire. Mm. And then if I start buying, yeah. yeah, And if I start buying matches and gasoline after that, where, where am I heading? Yeah. And 
before I know it, the house is back on fire again. Yeah. And I'm going, dang it, I've been here before. Yeah. Yeah, understanding. Okay, because sometimes we do, and that's so good that you're saying that, because sometimes we just focus on fire, 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 you yeah. know, put the fire out. Don't let fire happen again. Don't just make sure fire. But we don't talk about, well, how did the fire start? Yeah. Did what what did did you do or what were the actions or tendencies that you might have invited in as steps in your walk that have led to the fire? Yeah. Um, to understand that because not to shame it, but to understand it, right? Yeah. Yeah. If we don't, then we're going to stay stuck in this place of catastrophe. So I think it's important, um, as we're running out of time here, what do I do if I'm in a place of catastrophe, right? Yeah. I've burned down the house. What do I do with that, Andy? Someone's in the middle of a catastrophe, a relapse. What do you, what do, you do with that? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I've heard you say it before, but my recovery plan doesn't change with a relapse. Mm. I know the tools if I've been walking this recovery road any amount of time. Right. And it's not, it, it's, we, it's not really about the fall. It's about whether or not we're going to get back up mm. and what are those steps? So the best place for me to go if I've relapsed <laughs> is to a meeting. Yeah. The best person to talk to if I've relapsed is my sponsor. Yeah. That's so good. Relapse is an indicator that we've disconnected. Yeah. We've disconnected with God, our higher power. We've disconnected with others. So very simplistic, just reconnect. Yeah. Pick up the phone, call that, that other person, hopefully your sponsor. If you don't have a sponsor and you're in the middle of a relapse, maybe that's part of the plan of evaluation. You know what? I thought I could do this on my own. I'm not going to, I need to change that. I need to invite someone into that space, but who, who can I reach out to right now? Maybe you start with a text. It feels too scary to pick up the phone, at least text and say, I'm in a bad spot. I need your prayer. When's a good time to visit kind of a thing, right? Yeah. Well, and I remember there was a season where I was, uh, I was, I was in a rough patch in my recovery. It was a, a high stress season. And I remember talking to my sponsor and feeling like, golly, I've been doing this a long time. And I just, I feel like I'm failing because I feel like I'm struggling. And he looked at me, he goes, Andy, this is a ministry where we all admit that we're all messed up and we need help. <laughs> that doesn't change with the amount of time we've been doing this. Yeah. And so sure. if, if you're struggling, it's the best place to be. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Well, predictable patterns of relapse, complacency, or you could say comfort. We find ourselves then as a result in a place of confusion, we start making compromises and ca- catastrophe. And I think the greatest picture of this as we wrap up here, uh, David, King David. Yeah. Right. He's he was supposed to be out in in the fields working with his buddies and his guys, and he decided to stay home. I'm just gonna hang out in bed. He didn't do the next right thing. And he kind of got complacent there, right? And it created a place of confusion. He walks out on the deck, he sees a woman, Bathsheba, he starts to get into a bad headspace, he makes compromises, he invites her in. And this is a married woman. It's like, I, I would never do this, but the compromise of inviting her in 
and then catastrophe, right? Then it just continued, and then he's plotting a murder against her yeah, husband, and he's in a bad spot. Uh, nasty cycle. Mm-hmm. Good to be aware of that, but it's not uh, mandated. Yeah. Well, and I think the thing that if you do find yourself in catastrophe right now, don't let shame keep you there. Yeah. Uh, the patience of Jesus, if you are his child, his patience for you is, you're not going to exhaust it. Yeah. His uh, grace. His grace is for his you. Grace never runs out. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Andy, thanks, man. Great, yeah. great conversation. Hopefully this has been beneficial for you. Uh, I hope it has been. Uh, whether you're in that place of complacency or maybe you're in a place of confusion or making compromises and you need to own that, or even in a place of catastrophe, please just acknowledge it. Just admit it. That's the first step in just saying, I can't do this. This is a mess. I need help. Reconnect. Your place of catastrophe has just created disconnection. And it's time to reconnect with the tools and the resources, especially the source in Jesus Christ, to get you back on the road to pick up where we left off and uh, maintain and get that fruit back in your life. So, hey, thanks for being with us today. Please don't face this alone. Come see us on a Friday night. We're at Fellowship Fayetteville or Fellowship Rogers on Friday nights, 6 p.m. Connection Cafe meal. And then our main meeting starts at 7. Hey, thanks for being with us today. We hope it's blessed you. We hope you'll join us next time. Till then, God bless.